Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A new music podcast by Podcard. Welcome to the new One More Tune podcast. My name is Helena Rafai. I'm Ewan Davidson. And I'm Mel Reed. We have each picked three songs that we are really loving over the last month, but we haven't listened to each other's picks and you'll hear our instant reactions. Remember, if you like to listen to people fighting about music, you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Music or Acast or on your preferred podcast app. We're going to kick off with the first song. It's Hélène Vogelsinger. One more two. Zelen Vogel singer, and um, 
completely unsobering, overwhelming peace that kind of leaves me ecstatic, stimulated, and the forest of tiny hairs on my arms uh, are lifting their branches to the sky. Um, it's just, I feel it's just so well crafted, and there's, it's a cerebral listening experience, and and obviously with the the name Rebirth, then it it lives up to that. Um, I so it's taken from a release I'm not really sure if it's a mini album or an EP but it's called Contemplation it's just come out um and for me it's it's just kind of really uh refreshing to hear a woman within this field that I love so much and I'm so entrenched in uh, particularly over the last couple of years which is minimal electro but also um composers that are, are coming through and um i am just i've the the whole uh ep i'm gonna call it an ep because of the amount of tracks on it but you know they can correct me but the all the tracks are phenomenal and i guess um people that are into the likes of john hopkins and and so on might be uh might be into this um but yeah what does uh what does everyone think? I mean, that is incredibly impactful. Um, it feels just right from the start, it's sort of, it feels like this massive hole in the ground that's kind of enveloping all around it. It's this really sort of guttural kind of, yeah, impactful kind of music. It took me to this sort of feeling I got when I saw uh, Fuck Buttons play live for the first time, where I can sort of imagine it being like, it's this kind of sort of trancey kind of uh, just atmospheric music, but equally there's lots of, kind of really quite nice little flourishes to it um like i love the sort of arpeggiated sense and kind of stuff that's going on um and i was doing a little bit of digging on spotify to see uh what her other records were like and i noticed that she was on a playlist called uh sexy and great female voices or something like that which is very uh your dad's got spotify kind of vibe to it but um yeah that was extremely extremely good um and just yeah, a real uh, a real choice for the first track of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, obviously, very stunning and evocative. Um, I've been listening to lots of Gregorian chant lately, um, and <laughs> <Of> <laughs> it reminded me. Yeah, no questions. Um, it reminded me a lot of that, and I think there's something very old and very new in kind of the vocals and the emotions that it brings in you, and then at the same time, also very fresh and exciting. Um, so I'm going to go listen to the rest of that EP as soon as we're done. It's the kind of thing that you might see being called uh, ethereal or transcendent, which mm. are two words we need to ban from the music uh, the music journalism lexicon. Yeah, ethereal is one I, I think I actually just used a couple of days ago. So uh, I'll, I'll smack myself. And, no, um... no, I'm going to leave it too. I'm just, you know, I'm it, it, if you admit that you have a problem, then it's, it's easier to address. So that's what I'm doing in this space right now. Um, I'm going to be taking time off social media. I hope you respect my wishes at this time. Um, are you going to find a, a more ethereal place to... Uh, are you going to transcend? I'm, I'm going to try and transcend, yeah. I'll be, listening to, I'll, I'll be listening to sophomore albums only. Let's move on to Kapil. And his new, his new song is called The Pink Mirror. And it sounds like the following...
so that was uh, the Pink Mirror by Pogcart um, favourite Kapil Sashiasi. Um, and if it sounds cinematic, it's for a reason. So basically, the story behind the song is in 2003, a camp comedy Hindi film by queer filmmaker Siddhar Rangayan, titled The Pink Mirror, was uh, banned by the Indian Censor Board. Um, it was deemed to be vulgar. Uh, and the film had portrayed trans people as protagonists. And uh, in an uh, interview, Kapil said, if you grew up in the West, there's such a narrow identity of who an Indian can be. My own Indian identity interests me a lot, and I try to learn from other activists to give visibility to issues without making it about myself. And um, I just think it's, it's yeah, it's, it's cinematic. Uh, and while if you didn't know the themes of the song, it sounds like you could fight aliens to it uh, if you wanted to. Um, but it is actually, it's another really socially conscious effort from an artist who continues to bloom. Um, and there's another excellent single, uh, which follows up from the 2018 record, A Sacred Boar, which in my view is a modern classic, certainly a Scottish classic. And um, so yeah, uh, Kapil is at it again. What did you guys think? Um, I love the massive synth on that. Um, and and then the like slightly unexpected guitar, like it just... I find with Kapil's music, it never goes quite where I expect it to. And I'm always so happy um, with whatever happens. Um, and yeah, with that context, it's really interesting. Um, I agree. I would love to fight aliens to that song. But um, also just kind of hearing that cinematic element, I think, makes a lot of sense and makes me want to watch that film now, for sure. I feel like a psychic because uh, <laughs> I've drawn on themes of, of what you've both said here um, before, like... We've even, I've done a bit of a Darren Brown. So Ooh. anyway, uh, so the word manic you mentioned, Ewan. Weirdly, I felt Kapil sounded a bit like James Dean Bradfield, uh, his vocal. Ooh. Okay. Um, I uh, absolutely adore James Dean Bradfield. I'm a big Manic Street Futures fan. So, so that, um, I just think it's like got this kind of pulsing bliss aspect to it and I'm a, a massive synth theme synth fiend um I the the beefier the uh the the more the sequencing actions in there the better and um I guess that it, what Mel had said about you know he never quite goes where you expect I, I just love that unpredictability about mm. uh, Kapil and I honestly feel that Doc and Marty have probably found him on one of their adventures <laughs> um, in the future and uh, he is well beyond um, his years. He's also well beyond many people that make music in Scotland who are fucking shit and <laughs> He really pushes boundaries, and that's why I fucking adore him. I think he is just one of a kind. So, yes. I absolutely agreed. You better be crying, Kapil, when you're listening to this. <laughs> every, every time we talk about him, we want to induce tears of joy. Um, like, his next single, if we cover that, and it's just like, he's, he's, he's completely changed focus to like sort of, I don't know, the next song sounds like The View or something, we'll still be like, Kapil changed my life. A visionary. Kapil birthed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's just, he's just such a, like, a visionary. It's it's crazy. Like, you know, I sit and I listen to that song and go, how the fuck did he put that together? Where did those ideas come from? So yeah, it's it's just amazing because a lot of people would think, nah, that on paper that's not going to work, but see in reality, it works. Mm. Yeah, there's a reason why so many so many um, media outlets are starting to take notice. Um, I really hope there's an excellent like whenever the second record does come out, I'm really hoping that it's uh, as well received as it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, they're probably getting quite bored of all the white lad rock bands in Scotland as well. Oh, you'd have thought. You can only hope. I mean, it's been long enough, hasn't it? I know. Okay. Um, up next, we have Serafina Simone with Cherry. Call me in sugar, so I slip down sweet. Baby, I'll whisper to you while you sleep. I'm Cherry, Cherry. And I taste so sweet Drink deep Down 
That's Serafina Simone with Cherry, which is her debut single, and it was released this month with promises of more tracks this year. Uh, And she describes it as being about the voice in our heads telling us we don't have enough, telling us to want more, buy more, be richer, be thinner, be prettier, be better than everyone else. Um, And the first time I heard that, I kind of felt like there were hints of Lana Del Rey with the opening drums, and also lyrically, if you're not listening too closely, um, but then if you do listen closely, you can hear that instead of kind of celebrating that nostalgia for like an America that doesn't really exist, she's using a similar imagery to deconstruct and unpick that idea with those samples of vintage adverts and the sound of a can opening, which build texture. There's also hints of Motown um, and 60s girl groups like the Shangri-Las with that kind of doo whopping in the background. And then when it hits the 2.30 mark, there's that wonderful discordant rush. Um, and I think it just becomes clear that this isn't a straightforward indie pop anthem. It's sweet, but a little sinister. There's darkness and a depth. And I am really excited to see what else she has for us. What did you guys think? Jesus Christ, Mel, you dissected that one, didn't you? I practiced, okay? I wrote notes, which I don't normally do. Cherry picking. Because I always feel like I just talk the same thing over and over again. So you just said cherry picking. Just getting. I wasn't in. giving him attention, but uh, so um, I think she far surpasses Lana Del Rey. Oh yeah, I get, absolutely. I, I, I get what you're saying totally. Um, about She's Lana Del Rey, but better by a country mile. Um, the she's. I mean, I guess a bit similar to Kapil. Like, there's there's a lot going on in there. There's some direction there within the vocal production, especially that you are just not expecting. And I love the um, the uneasiness of it. I like that it kind of adds quite a lot of edge and uncertainty, and that's what I I love. Her vocal is something else. She she really kind of feels. It sounds like she feels quite comfortable with what she's doing. Um, I've just been on her Instagram, however, um, just during that. And there's a a picture of her wearing some shoes that look like they're made out of chewing gum. That, that kind of disturbs me a bit. But, um, apart from that, it's, uh, (laughs) the, um, yeah, I, I think that that, that is like 
one of those songs that requires multiple listening, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that was that was mad. That was uh that was like a sort of Motown kind of K-hole. Like uh <laughs> it didn't I didn't really that didn't go. See, I put all that effort into words and then you and just summed it up perfectly. Well, it's just that sort of Renette's kind of drum beat that I love. I absolutely adore that. I mean I know, you know, I know it was pioneered by Phil Spector, but um you can't murder a good drum beat. Um <laughs> I thought I'd I thought I'd left an MF Doom song in the background or something because of all those like weird samples. That was totally kind of his oeuvre. And uh, any song that samples the best sound in the world, which is Tinny's opening, um, is probably okay with me. It would need to be really shit to ruin that sound. So, no, um, in all seriousness, that was, I can't believe that's a debut. Uh, this has happened a few times where we've um, we've been listening to a, a brand new artist. Is that our first single? Yep. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Oh my god! Disgusting, isn't it? It makes me hate everything I've ever done in my life. But for a first single, it was it was ethereal. It was transcendent. <laughs> yeah. For a minute there, I was just like, "Oh god, Ewan's lost it completely." <laughs> no, that was that was just beyond where I thought it was going to go, um, and I liked where I thought it was going to go. So, big ups for subversion in music. We've already seen a fair bit of it so far. Uh, well, heard it actually to be more accurate to use the correct sense. So I don't know how to pronounce this. I, you know, it's I'm going to go with Bathsheba um, with uh, Hit and Run. I do, I fall. I'm falling for you, boy. It's like I crave, I crave a decoy. I do, I hear, hear your typical shit. You let me in only. This means But they hit me by singer Bathsheba and uh, that is hit and run the the production within that the kind of uh, uplifting nature of the song you I mean this isn't this isn't a Eurovision entry but if it was it'd be up there it would it would probably be a winner for me the 21 year old singer songwriter is just she's just got the roots of something quite special and well I hope that she has quite a, a, well, a very long career ahead of her. In my notes, I have simply written, I miss the club. 
um, which is how that song makes me feel. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, there's something in the vocals that remind me of the kind of like sweet cockiness of early Rihanna, which is the highest compliment, I think. Um, and I just want to be drunk and dancing to that song, to be honest. It's, it's great. A, a true banger, I would say. Thanks, Glasgow. It's Estonia here. We're going to give our scores. Uh, Denmark, <laughs> 10 points. Um, yeah, that was extremely That was extremely good. I don't really know much about Bathsheba, but I've just read here, uh, she was the wife of Uriah the Hittite and later of David, according to the Hebrew Bible. Uh, she's most known for the biblical narrative in which she was summoned by King David, who had seen her bathing and lusted after. She was the mother of Solomon, who succeeded David as king, making her the queen mother. And if you ask me, that's an urgent pop banger. Um, I was mightily impressed by that. Uh, the chorus just puts me in a lovely sort of like um, kind of force of floor, kind of bossy love sort of everything's actually going to be okay kind of um, kind of mood. Why is Scandinavia so good at making pop music? They they seem to kind of find the best relationships with one another. You know, the groups of people that are working together seem to bring the best out in one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, again, not like Britain. Uh, yeah. The next song is by uh, Nathan Bejar, and it's called it's called Anniversary. So uh, that was Nathan, uh, Cyber Bayar or Bejar, I'm not entirely sure, I'm very sorry. Uh, the song's called Anniversary, and it's via In Real Life, who continues to put out really good uh, really good stuff, in my opinion. Um, I read that he's Filipino-American, um, if that's incorrect, then um, please get in touch. But he's a multidisciplinary artist living in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn is, of course, a borough of uh, New York City. So there you go. Um, and his new album, Playroom, is out on July the 8th. And it was arranged, produced, and home recorded by Nathan himself. Um, but yeah, that was Nathan Bejar and Anniversary. So uh, what did you guys make of that? Yeah, I really liked that. I thought there was something kind of familiar and cosy about it. But that um, bass line kept it kind of moving on, almost feeling like slightly uncomfortable, like in a good way. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was, that was a good old listen. 
Um, I'd like to say that you are hedonism and hope on a fucking cracker, and I love you. I'd eat your music all day long as my <laughs> my canapé, my sonic canapé, and uh, <laughs> something very, very honest about that. Um, I love it. Um, I cannot believe. Well, I can believe now because I'm just beyond the realms of, of being talented anymore. But I can't believe that was all done in in your in your house. because uh, that is crazy. But my God, that is fucking awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I think that um that record Playroom um this again out on July the eighth via in real life. I'm really looking forward to that. It sort of puts me in that kind of like sort of homespun kind of mode of like um I keep saying like I'm really sorry um of uh Prince's early records when he sort of did everything I mean he did that later on as well but more primarily the sort of early records where he did absolutely everything remind me a little bit uh sonically of um what David Burns has been doing in his solo career um I just think it was it's just really cool music and it sounds both claustrophobic and kind of ready for a house party it's just uh extremely good stuff Mel up next we've got Dua Salah with Body Cost is multi-talented with experience in acting, songwriting, activism and poetry um, and apparently their slam poetry um, is a popular fixture at open mic nights in St Paul um, and they wrote this track last year in response to protests that happened after the murders of Jamar Clark and Philando Castile by police in Minnesota. Um, Scylla has been working with an organisation called Black Visions Collective in Minnesota and actually decided to release this song um, to raise funds for the justice organisation, given um, obviously what's happened recently. Um, the clips at the beginning of that track and at the end are taken from a 2019 viral video um, of Angela Whitehead, who stood up to police who illegally entered her, who illegally entered her home. Um, and the cover art for that track also lists names of unarmed black people killed by police in recent years. Um, it's obviously really impactful and also just a very beautiful track. Um, They've recently released an EP as well called Rosetta, which I would highly recommend giving a listen. Um, it's a stunning, swaggering, emotive mix of synth and guitars. And um, if you want to purchase this track to um, give some money to the Black Visions Collective, 
and they said that the best way to do that is on Bandcamp. You can also donate directly. What did you guys think? Um, holy crap. That was unbelievable. I think that's potentially the track of the podcast for me so far. Um, I love how they kind of go so seamlessly between you know hip like from rapping to 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 singing and um just unbelievable the line knock your organs out till your body starts to swell and just the, the kind of ferocity that that's delivered with but it's also the percussive aspects of the song that really are are fantastic and those elements there's so many kind of different nuances to the song that um, make it so special and um, that for me is a fully formed artist right there it's got everything it's got originality it's got passion it's got talent it's just just so far outside of the box and I suppose it's it's almost unfair for me to say that that's the track of the podcast because that so far it's been so strong and I cannot believe on a weekly basis that we are still that people are still saying that there's not enough music out there or or music's not great now when you've got artists like this I mean fuck off come on <laughs> oh I know I was uh, weirdly I was thinking that as as we sort of did this it was I don't know there's this thing that sort of kind of um it's this trope that plays in my head every now and then. Like, what if you never find your favorite artist? Like, what if your favorite artist is like struggling somewhere and like you never get to hear their music? And it made me think, like, because I was concurrent with this thought, other thought I was having, where because I was, I'm quite a simple person, as Helena and Mel can attest. I'm a simple man. <laughs> um, and I like to have reference points in terms of, oh, who does this sound like? This reminds me of someone. I, I think everyone has that to an extent. Um, and the only thing that came to mind was maybe Kilo Kish. Um, Kilo Kish, sorry, not Kish. Kish is an egg-based uh, main course. Um, maybe, maybe sort of zebra cats in terms of the sort of the 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 pounding sort of base of it and 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 the vocals a little bit. But I just it's so kind of out of my world and kind of out of my experience. That I was just absolutely blown away by that. Um, yeah, and again, I used the word urgent earlier, um, and I use it as a superlative when it comes to music. Like this. It's it just sounds so essential and so needed and so vital and i realize those are synonyms but i'm, I'm really padding out time here because i'll let it sound in my own voice <laughs> yeah just astounding absolutely astounding whiffed how do you even follow that let's go to ireland this is pillow queens with handsome wife
Pillar Queens with Handsome Wife and it's it's so at the start of this year they were tipped by so many people as ones to watch um and I I think hopefully it will be clear why um the Guardian actually said about that song a joyous raucous celebration of queer love and the the song itself I mean the band do so much within their community to support a lot of the DIY art scene that that's um, happening um, for me it's a song that kind of proves that you you can look back uh, backwards while still kind of paving the way forwards and um, I just it makes me want to get in a convert well steal a convertible first of all um, with the top down my be topless with my my tits flapping around crying um, shit myself without caring um and yeah it's uh the the vocal just kind of swarms beautifully the there's the fire within the performance and yeah i just want to scream fuck yeah i mean i thought these i thought the exact same things i'll be honest um i can't can't drive though so it'd have to be uh, on, on the exercise bike yeah there was so much to enjoy about that there were about like so many, I mean, quote unquote, kind of indie rock, whatever you want to call it. So many bands forget about hooks. Hooks are important. Hooks are brilliant. It's okay to have hooks. There's about four or five in there. Like there were just absolute joyous choruses uh, just exploding out of that song. The guitars were just incredible. Timmy to a nostalgic sort of like Jesus and Mary Chain kind of place. Um, and fuzzy guitars and really amazing sounding hi-hat. I don't know if anyone else picked up on how good that hi-hat sounded in that song, but Big up to uh, hi-hat manufacturers uh, around the world. Um, thank you for your service. And thank you, Pillow Queens. We talked about band names last episode, and I think that's a very good example of a really good band name um, that I'm jealous I didn't think of first. Um, I love that. There's such a delicious tone to that guitar. Um, it's obviously so joyfully queer. And it just makes me have this kind of like, hopeful nostalgia like it's the music I wish I'd had growing up that was like that brash kind of indie guitar music um that men seem to love doing even though they're not as good at it as women are um but yeah I I I love that and I'm gonna definitely listen to more of them um because it's just it's just fun and lovely I'm glad you both enjoyed it uh the next song is staying um with the the Emerald Isle um Another Irish artist who Glasgow luckily is claimed as their own. Uh, it's Martha Fionn um, and a new song, Want You To Know. Is you. 
Martha Fionn um, and her new song Want You To Know. Um, it's a follow-up from her debut record Sunday Best um, and here we see um, Martha Fionn uh, lean more into sort of kind of a poppy avenue. There's synth harpsichords at one stage there which is big um, but yeah it's kind of a departure from the sort of more kind of folksy um, kind of roots of her um, her latter work and it, it definitely kind of plays again on themes of sort of friendship and welcomeness and openness um if you're a fan of uh, martha fionn's you might have heard the song wallflower which covers sort of similar themes as far as i can tell and it's just really excellent homespun kind of just angular pop and i'm a big fan i actually once um booked martha fionn for a show in aberdeen and it went very well so there you go. I am a huge Martha Fionn fan, a, a stan, if you will. Um, and just the other day, I was listening to her first album and thinking I could do with some more of this. Um, so I'm very happy to hear that she's got a new song. Um, I love how it's obviously drawing on quite a lot of like retro feeling influences, but still just sounds very new and exciting at the same time. Um, and I think it's also one of those songs that will reward repeat listening because there's a lot going on to enjoy. I um I've always been a massive fan of um obviously her vocal, but there's such a rich sound from her vocal in that. So it almost sounds like you don't actually need the rest of the instrumentation because she could just carry it herself. Um and yeah, I I was always found her quite humble as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think she's just uh there's no airs or graces it's just like you know this is what I do this is my music it just happens to be very very good and I just happen to be exceptionally talented so (laughs) I'm going to carry that uh those airs and graces for you Martha and um yeah or or Claire isn't it so yeah yeah. so um yeah it's uh I I just I cannot rave enough I think like I think one of the things about about Martha Fionn's work, she's so underrated, and like we don't really say. I mean, I, I guess like there's popular narratives about the Glasgow music scene and you know how competitive it is and how um, everyone's kind of out for each other and all this stuff. But at the same time, it's all very close knit in a community, wherever you prefer to believe. Um, I think Martha Fionn is very underrated within the scene um, and certainly within kind of Scottish music and. She does have like Lost Map and all the kind of and, and that machine kind of behind her as well. So I mean, she does get on Six Music and on um, other kind of radio stations. And, and I, I really hope this next record is the one where she, she sort of breaks through and becomes one of those kind of names that we think of when we think of music in Glasgow. Because as we've covered before, there's a lot of dross, and this certainly isn't that. This is really enterprising pop music. So last song today is Orchards with Sincerely Overwhelmed. <laughs>
so Orchards are a four-piece band from Brighton, um, and that track comes from their debut album, Love Core, um, and it's about accepting that you're not doing as well as you think you are. Um, their sound is obviously kind of math rock meets indie pop, and it has those lovely fiddly math rock rhythms that, when they're done well, I think are just the best. Um, there's a lot of excitement and joy, um, which I love, and I think it would have been the perfect track for you know like a fun summer of gigs but given the lyrical content it's also very apt for lockdown and um, how did how did you guys feel about it love the math rock elements to that um and it, it again it's you've got this thing you <laughs> i knew you were gonna like this <laughs> uh no but first of all you seem to like unorthodox sound uh excerpts or samples so i know things, it's funny like, isn't it yeah, it's 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 a it's a common theme. So, um I find it a bit too happy and <laughs> I know I know that if the band ever listened to this they're going to be like fuck her. And yeah, I if if I was you, I'd say the same. I'd be like fuck you. But um I it's just a bit too uh buoyant for me <laughs> and um I am not quite there. I think it's the vocal. I'm not quite connecting with uh, fully. And um, I'm really sorry because I, but what I will say is I know that that's going to be an anthem for a new generation and they're going to really love it. It's just not for me. I was in two minds because I really, really appreciate quite a lot of what was going on there. Um, I like that it was sort of kind of, two songs in one the composition was really interesting um it's this is a purely personal note right and i think orchards are a good band whenever i hear <laughs> phones in a song it reminds me of streetcar by funeral for a friend real ones no um and then i just sort of I, I i spent like two minutes of that song sort of kind of wallowing in how truly lame i was as like a 15 year old and um yeah so it took me out of it a bit, but no, I definitely can imagine that right. you know, like gigs, gigs in Brighton. It's sunny and it's summer, and yeah. But actually, the world is a <laughs> shithole. That was a really strong group of tracks, and um, as always, uh, I guess that's it from us, isn't it? Mel, anything you want to leave us with? Um, yes. Have you listened to the new Katie Malco album, everybody? If you haven't, you should. It's great. No, I've I've been entrenched in Run the Jewels. I've I've just literally not kind of listened to anything else. I have to say, that's a good excuse. Yeah, um, I didn't really like their last album, but like this one, I, I feel like I feel like LP sometimes produces songs that are too busy, and then his raps are too busy over it. Um, but I think he's reined it in a wee bit. I like I do like his. Uh, um, I've liked him since like Company Flow. So you can't phone my house telling me that I'm into just current trends and that I don't, you know, I don't think about these things because I do. So, so don't come to my house calling me those names. That's all from us. Please stay safe and look after each other. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 